what was the you know the investors top consideration when they back you with their investment for Bea, especially because you don't have the product yet. It's still on the works. Hello and welcome to Hello Femtech, the podcast that features Femtech changemakers across the globe creating changes and improving the lives of women. With your two hosts, I'm Kongpik Liu from Design Angel and my co-host Ari Shashak from Sikolovia. Yeah, that's a great question. It's something I find myself thinking about quite a lot because I'm actually debating raising another funding round. Um, having just closed this one, it's actually interestingly nearly time to to raise the next. And we still don't have a product, still not launched on the market. And so I find myself thinking a lot about what that story is and how to how to pitch that. I think so. The story for our investors was uh, we have a rounded co-founding team. So my colleague, my colleague and co-founder David, very much an embryologist with a long history of of, um, of demonstrated success in in the embryology community, and myself on the business side. So the co-founding team, whilst we were inexperienced, we did tick a lot of boxes from their, our core area of expertise. Um, in terms of the business potential. We had a very compelling business model. And I think that's the other thing to to really think about before you start going out and raising is, is it an investable business model? Like, do, do, will it actually work as a business? And do you need that kind of capital to 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 actually be able to, to build the business. And so for us, it's capital intensive, it's medical device, it requires clinical studies. We need the money to launch. But once we do launch, we actually had a really compelling business model. So we're subscription, we're direct to consumer. Uh, our margins are relatively high. Uh, it's hardware and software, which means there's quite a high moat. Um, it, moat being something that keeps competitors out. And we filed a patent. Um, you know, we filed a patent before we went out and raised our pre-seed round. So there was quite a compelling. All of the building blocks of the story were were, if not there, but sort of in the wings, and they were pretty compelling. So that's really what we went out and pitched on. And then I think the other thing we pitched on was the fact that there's such a clear market need here, um, and and no one's serving that need. It's it's not like when you go out and, and you know founders who are maybe working in B two B SaaS and and developing new email clients or whatever those those founding journeys might look like, you never really know if people are going to adopt that product because you know maybe their need is being served better elsewhere. You know, product market fit is such a critical part of of that founding story and that fundraising story. But for us, I think it was very clear that if we can just build the right product create a very good treatment experience and get it through regulatory clearance, there will be people who will adopt this. And and that was absolutely a critical part of raising the pre-seed uh, round. And I think that also helped de-risk to some extent um, for the for the people that did come on the cap table. But I think, you know, Ari, it's, it's uh, to your point about getting rejections, it's absolutely brutal. Um, you know, I don't ever think you're prepared to go out there and get told the number of times we get told no. Uh, but it's, uh, it, you know, particularly when you're, we raised in the middle of the pandemic, uh, which meant that people, a lot of people put their capital in a holding pattern. And, and what that meant was that people were saying not yet or no, or it's a great idea, but you're too early. Uh, you know, there, there were a lot of people who were very risk averse. And, and it, um, 
It certainly made for an interesting round. I, I think it, when you're fundraising virtually, you can do a lot of pitches and take a lot of meetings in a single day. But what that means is that you also get told no a lot of times in one day, which um, was pretty tough. So, the, I know, but, but it's, it's encouraging to hear that, well, if the founder get more no's and still continue, it's more likely he or she will succeed in getting funding, right? So you just need to fail enough times. Um, so I, I want to ask, though, how many no's did you get in what period of time? <laughs> Oh, that is a great question. Um, I think it's really important for founders to be honest about this stuff. I don't think we're honest enough, which means we paint an unrealistic picture of what it actually is like to fundraise. But so, mm -hmm. uh, like completely candidly speaking, I probably got told no, oh, I think 123 times um, <laughs> over the course of four months. Oh, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Like I kept a very accurate spreadsheet. <laughs> Wow. Um, so how long did it take you to like this funding run, right? How long did you take you to prepare and go out to pitch? What is the time frame? Uh, interestingly, it didn't take that long to prepare, which actually mm. might have been one of the problems. <laughs> I got out what you there. learn? Exactly. Mm. You learn. Um, it probably took me a month to prep, four months oh. to raise and two months to close. Oh, wow. So are you happy with the result? I am. You know, I think I'm really proud of our cap table. We're 50-50 male-female, which is oh. rare for medical device and high-risk uh, pre-seed rounds. Um, yes. So I'm really proud of who we have on our cap table. I think our investors are, are brilliant. Um, they are wow. They're all very helpful. They're all, uh, you know, I'm really enjoy actually having investors and having people sit on the cap table. I think um, getting getting to where we got to certainly showed to me how important it is that you narrow your focus and who you pitch to. Um, it, the, there's a sort of pull towards the, <laughs> the method called spray and pray that everyone everyone becomes a prospect and you end up pitching to, to everybody. But really all that does is water down your credibility because I think the thing I didn't realize going into this, but you, you get to know a few investors and, and then you start to learn this is that investors all talk to each other. So, you know, deeply, so incredibly investors are all completely interconnected. So the minute one company's deck makes it into one network, someone will post, you know, one investor will do a WhatsApp to, another group of investors and suddenly everybody knows that you're raising um, and everyone will know who's passed, when they've passed. And so deals can get a little bit stale and old and, and it's investors are very much driven by FOMO. And so I would say for anyone going into the process, be highly structured about who you reach out to and when, and try not to stretch it out too far because once your deal's been kicking around on the fundraising scene for a few months, people have already seen it. Um, it can sort of harm your credibility a bit more than it helps. And I definitely think that that came into play with us, you know, and it didn't kill the round. We still ended up raising and closing the round, but it definitely, um, you know, people had seen our deal and by the time we ended up pitching them, just by the mere function of the, the interconnectedness of a lot of investors. 
Thanks for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting app and get notified the moment a new episode comes out. Halo Femta is an initiative by Sikalovia and Design Angel. Thank you to Pashel Tashi for producing and editing this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by rating and reviewing our show on the podcast. It will help us grow the show and make future episodes even better. If you want to connect with other changemakers that we feature in our podcast, go to our website, halofemtech.com, and join our community. You'll find helpful resources and industry events. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.